In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Dear faithful, chief among those ideas about the holy sacrifice of the Mass, which must absolutely be corrected, is that first and foremost, or even only, it is a memorial of the Last Supper. No, there is something totally extraordinary and otherworldly about the holy sacrifice of the Mass, in a sense the greatest mystery of our faith. In the Holy Mass, more than 2,000 years is, as it were, clipped by God. Our present reality is brought before and joined to that moment when, on a hill outside the city of Jerusalem, surrounded only by our Blessed Mother, St. Mary of Cleophas, St. Mary Magdalene, and St. John, our Savior breathed out his last on the cross, offering his life to the Father for the redemption of the human race. What a pity it would be, then, if our weekly or even daily encounter with our, Lord, with our real presence of our Lord in the Blessed Eucharist in Holy Communion were to become a matter of simple routine. We do not consider it enough, and this is a grave danger for our souls, especially for the soul of the priest, who may gradually have less and less reverence in his heart for the gifts of God precisely because he is in such frequent, intimate contact with them. He becomes used to them. He can forget that a priest must celebrate every single Mass as if it were his first Mass, his only Mass, and his last Mass. It is this loss of reverence which can pave the way for carelessness, negligence, and even, in some cases, loss of faith in the real presence itself an all-too-real phenomenon in our age. For if you believe the polls, only about a third of Catholics still believe in the real presence of our Lord in the Holy Eucharist. And there's no justification for it whatsoever. As our Lord himself and St. Paul make it very clear, it contains none other than our Lord Jesus Christ himself. Our Lord said, this is my body, this is my blood. There is no other way to interpret these words. And St. Paul insists, driving the point home, he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh judgment to himself, not discerning the body of the Lord. A loss of faith in the real presence, though, or, or at least the temptation to doubt this article of, of the faith, because of the difficulty of believing in something we cannot see, has more than once been the catalyst for divine intervention. And here, we must take note of the great mercy that God has had on us. There were already all the motives of credibility that he has afforded us, 
by the church's uninterrupted continuation throughout more than 2,000 years of history, her spread to the farthest, farthest corners of the earth, the miracles from the lives of the saints and their great holiness, especially their burning charity, the beauty of her sacred liturgy. Still, however, our Lord has gone so far as to render his real presence visibly manifest in the Eucharist before our eyes. The most famous of these is certainly the Eucharistic miracle of Lanciano in the central part of Italy in the 8th century. There was a Basilian monk who in the little church of St. Lagantian was struggling with a doubt, a doubt in the real presence of our Lord in the Blessed Eucharist. At Mass one day, just after the double consecration of the host and the chalice, the accidents of the Eucharist, that is to say the visible appearances of bread and wine, these accidents of the host were turned into that of live flesh. And those of the precious blood, which of course had until this moment still appeared as wine, were changed into visibly apparent human blood, which coagulated into five little globules, irregular and differing in size and shape. The host turned flesh from Lanciano has been the object of numerous scientific investigations involving microscopic photographs. These have determined that the flesh is indeed real flesh and that the blood is real blood. They are the flesh and blood, moreover, of a human being. The flesh is the muscular tissue of a human heart. The distinct parts of the heart tissue which are visible are the myocardium, the endocardium, the vagus nerve, and also the left ventricle of the heart. Both the flesh and the blood have the same blood type. AB positive, that found in the Holy Shroud of Turin. In the blood, there are proteins present in the same normal proportions as are found in fresh, normal blood. Various minerals were found in this blood, including potassium, sodium, and calcium. These flesh and blood, moreover, have been preserved in this, in this state for 12 centuries and have been exposed to the, to the atmosphere and to biological agents. Their preservation, in other words, is a totally extraordinary phenomenon. But Lanciano is not the only instance of a, indeed, wonderful Eucharistic miracle. For in 1263, a German priest, known to history as Peter of Prague, stopped at Bolsena, also in Italy, while on a pilgrimage to Rome. He was known as a pious priest, but nevertheless, he struggled with the temptation to doubt the real presence of our Lord in the Eucharist. It was hard for him because he could not see it. 
It happened, though, one day that while he was celebrating the Holy Mass at the tomb of St. Christina in her church, he spoke the words of consecration when blood almost immediately afterwards started to seep from the host, spilled out onto his hands, and then covered the, al the altar and the corporal, this white square piece of cloth on which the Holy Mass is celebrated. He was shocked and confused. He had first tried to cover up the blood. Then he even interrupted the Mass, asked to be taken to the nearby city of Orvieto, where Pope Urban IV was then in residence. The Pope listened to this priest's account of what had taken place, and he absolved him. He was then sent, he then sent emissaries for an immediate investigation. When all the facts were in, he ordered, he ordered the local bishop to bring, to bring the blood-soaked corporal and the stained linen and the stained host to be brought to him in a grand procession. With archbishops and cardinals present, Pope met the procession had the, and had the relics placed in the cathedral. And this linen corporal bearing the spots of blood is still reverently enshrined and exhibited in the cathedral of Orvieto. It should be then with great joy that we celebrate this external solemnity of Corpus Christi today. Almighty God could have indeed redeemed us in a far more modest way. He certainly did not have to do for us all that he did. Taking our flesh and nature to himself, dwelling among us for more than for 33 years, living in poverty, and then being executed in the manner of the worst criminals. He didn't have to, but he did. He had, and he insisted that, even after ascending into heaven, even after going to the Father, he would remain with us, a prisoner of love in the blessed sacrament. And not only this, he insisted on giving himself to us every day as the food which sustains us to eternal life. May we never, therefore, treat this Eucharistic reflection, however often we may receive it, as just another routine. For to receive him is to receive heaven inside of us.